Uh, you, you have seen the summary of the organization. It's been on the bulletin board. Matter of fact, we need to update this, and I will, and put a new one on the board because some of these uh, men have uh, left the congregation, as you know. My word tonight to you is that I think the future of White Oak is very, very optimistic. I don't see uh, a negative uh, future for us. I see a very positive future for us. Part of the reason for that is I attend those Ben's business meetings, of course, as you know, and uh, I am very, very proud of how the men handled themselves in that meeting. It's a meeting of love for one another and for this congregation. We make decisions based on what the need of the congregation is and not self-interest needs. And I am very, very proud of the men in that meeting and how they conduct themselves. Um, I know that we have many widows in this congregation and you can attend those meetings, And uh, but believe me, you are part of the meetings. We, we know your situation, we love you, and we want to do whatever we can to help you in your need. And all of the men feel that way. I can say that with confidence. We have some widowers in this congregation, and they attend that meeting and are part of it. And they, too, are alone in life. But um, we want you to know that uh, you are part of us and an integral part of us, and we appreciate your input. Uh, just because you don't attend the meeting doesn't uh, mean you, you don't have a word in what's, what goes on. You do. Uh, we have men assigned to various works, and just let me go down these. The teaching and meetings program, Brother J.C. Watkin is on that team. We'll have to have another member on it. Brother Tom Haithcock is on that team and carries on the correspondence work. We have a financial team with uh, Brother Clay Brown, Bobby Laster, and Burt Phillips, and they do a, a, a great job in uh, maintaining uh, an account of the congregation uh, financial situation and the treasury of the congregation. The men make the decisions about how that money will be spent, uh, but they're the ones that handle it. We have a benevolence team. Rocky Sizemore and Richard Goldstone are on that benevolence team to make decisions about the various and many requests we get for assistance for those that can't provide for themselves. We have a mission and preaching and support team. Um, uh, JC is on that. We have two members on that that will have to be replaced, Brother Wayne Dunson and Ron Mayhew. Ron was up here because he was taking care of his father, and now that his father has passed on, uh, his, his duty is to stay full-time with his wife, Connie, in coming Georgia. So I don't expect Ron to be back as a full member of this congregation. Wayne Dunson, as you know, uh, lived here, uh, but he is actually from Florida, and his plan long-term was to retire in Florida. And he's winding down his uh, business career by relocating uh, his re responsibilities from a company that he had for Eastern Kentucky and Eastern Tennessee down to a company that has responsibility for Southern Georgia, very close to his home in Gainesville. So Wayne will not be back as a full member of this congregation as well. But uh, they did some fantastic work on reviewing the budget for our support of mission work and preacher candidates uh, or preacher 
school candidates and young men who are attending and old men who are attending preaching school. Uh, the facilities, um, I can't say enough good about uh, the Brown family. Clay and Margaret uh, do a fantastic job in maintaining this facility with the help of Martin and uh, Jerry Wright. Uh, so uh, Clay and Margaret have been doing it for years and do a wonderful job with it. The preacher recruiting team uh, is uh, myself and Wayman. And uh, I'll go through what we have done and give you the schedule of the events coming up relative to preacher recruiting. The technology team is Rocky Sizemore and Martin uh, Roberson and uh, Kathy will be in heavily involved with that as well. Just to let you know, uh, we have a website. If you haven't viewed that website, it's pretty impressive. Uh, some good work was done with that. We contract with a firm that maintains that website with information on it, and they update it weekly with the bulletin and with sermons, etc. that's on that website. Um, and it's, go it's going to have to be changed because a lot have changed in the congregation. So uh, Kathy uh, went through that website and identified every place that changes need to be made, and we'll be making those very soon so that it's current with the organization of the congregation and the staff that's, that's here. <coughs> we have a legal team that uh, we lost a couple of members on that legal team, Ron Mayhew and Wayne Dunson. Uh, Freeman Cooper and myself are on that. And the reason we have a legal team is that we felt like uh, we needed to get all of the business elements of the church in order that is, the, the deeds to the property, the power of attorney for the property, uh, and uh, make sure that the insurance is, coverage is correct, etc. cetera. And uh, uh, that's, that has not been completed. We still need to do a lot of work with the legal elements of maintaining physical property as owned by the congregation. And the White Oak Fellowship team, Brother Foster, and Gary Brewer are the ones remaining on that team. They uh, are responsible for scheduling and coordinating fellowship events. So, And my, my request to those that don't attend that business meeting, that would be ladies, again, your, your ideas are not only necessary, we want your ideas. So please feel free to talk to any of these men on any of these teams, or myself, about your ideas, about suggestions for the congregation. Uh, you know, we, we try to make the best decisions we can, but uh, sometimes uh, we may not be, know the best answer for things, and you may. So uh, your ideas are, are more than welcome. They're solicited. Some of the decisions that have been made recently, and by the way, uh, uh, Brother Burke Phillips, is now the secretary of that men's meeting, so he will be producing the minutes. And uh, we made a decision in the very first meeting that, uh, that we would very quickly produce those minutes and make them available for the congregation. And they've been posted or lay on the table out here in the foyer very quickly after the meeting happens. And I'm sure Bert will, will follow that same pattern. I'm confident he will make very accurate uh, meeting uh, minutes for what's decided and what goes on in those meetings. Just to let you know, if you don't already know, uh, relative to the church treasury, 
uh, just a summary of where we are with that and where we have come from with that. Uh, and the men have discussed this in way in detail, extreme detail, about the, the church treasury and how we spend money. We had a treasury that uh, had a, a pretty, pretty significant uh, uh, balance in it. It was close to $100,000, the best I remember, something around that neighborhood. Back, oh, a year and a half or so ago, and in one of the meetings with the elders, the men agreed that it would be good to put that money to use in the kingdom as opposed to just having it sit in the bank. And the decision was made that we should maintain a treasury of about $40,000 as a buffer uh, for whatever necessary things might need or might arise that would come up that we would need money to, to continue the work here, building, etc. Or if we had an extreme benevolent need, we had to, to provide. So the decision was made to increase the amount of money that we spent for several mission works and added to that mission list several people to receive money on an, a monthly or an annual basis. In addition to that, we added several uh, preacher trainees to that list for young men to learn how to preach the gospel, and it was a significant list. But unfortunately, we realized, and that was back a year and a half or so ago, I don't remember the exact timing on that, but it was some time ago, it was a good thing to do. And, and uh, basically, the men agreed we should do that, and the elders at that time uh, made the decision about how to do that, which people would receive those funds, which was fine, and it was a very good uh, process. Well, in our second uh, men's meeting, uh, after the eldership was designed, we realized, hey, our, our treasury is getting down to where, if we don't choose to do something about it, it's going to not only go below $40,000, but way lower than that because of the commitments we had made. So it was by necessity that would reduce the amount of money for work that we were supporting outside the congregation. And there was a lot of it, and we're still supporting a lot of work. Uh, Clay and Margaret produced that monthly statement and make it available to you, and it has a list of everyone that we're supporting and the amount of money that uh, we're, we're giving them on a monthly basis, and it's still quite lengthy. But we had to reduce that support so that uh, we would maintain a fluid and uh, a black line item uh, budget number. Uh, and we're down about, on a monthly basis, about $40,000. So the income that we receive just about covers all of the expenses on a monthly basis at this time. We reviewed that uh, not long ago, and the men in charge of the budget uh, indicated, well, let's let it go for a while longer and let it work as it is because we're in pretty good shape with what, uh, what the budget is, the income, and the expenditure. So we'll do that for a few more weeks just to see how that goes. Uh, of course, you know we've lost some members, and that will reduce the monthly income that we have. So we have to keep an eye on what we're spending to make, uh, make sure we're always liquid. Um, in addition to the budget considerations, uh, some other items related to process and related to expenditures were made. Uh, one of them is the bulletin. You received a bulletin that was already been announced and it's in the minutes that uh, 
we had been mailing out to 250 plus bulletins on a weekly basis. And it was decided that uh, that probably didn't need to be done. It's the, uh, the, the weekly expenditure to mail that out with postage was, was pretty, pretty expensive. So a decision was made to reduce that and not mail the bulletin to the members of the congregation unless they requested specifically a bulletin to be mailed to them. And members outside the congregation or people receiving that bulletin could do the same thing. And when the announcement was made, it indicated if you want to receive one, let us know and we'll continue sending it. Otherwise, we will remove you from the mailing list and that's most members of the congregation. The bulletins will be available in the foyer for you to pick up. Those are available weekly online on the website. And uh, if you requested so, you could get a bulletin by email. Uh, Kathy will send you an email with the bulletin attached to it if you wanted to do that. Anyway, that decision was made and everybody felt like that was the proper thing to do. Uh, we also made a, a decision. Uh, and and all the decisions we make, by the way, are, don't have anything to do with, with faithfulness or the doctrine. Those decisions are already made. We know what they are. We don't have to guess and make judgment calls about doctrine. They, they're there, and this congregation is sound and solid and has been and always will be. So the decision we make are judgment calls, opinions. And that's why we want your opinion if you're not a member of that men's meeting. Your opinion is just as good or probably better than some of ours. So don't hesitate to tell any of us what you think about things and what you would like to see or not see. That's requested and solicited. Uh, and, uh, and that's an honest solicitation. Um, anyway, the contact groups, uh, the, uh, the, the weekly meeting of uh, the groups downstairs before the evening service on Sunday with the cards to, to notify certain people, that process has been terminated. We will no longer meet in those uh, weekly meetings downstairs. Now, as time goes on, we will develop some other programs that in, in our opinion, with your help, with your suggestions, will be what we think probably better than that. And again, it's all judgment calls. Uh, and we, we certainly want to keep in contact with people we need to make sure uh, they're doing okay and check with them and so forth, but uh, everyone seemed to think there's a better way to do it, and that will be developed. It's not developed yet, but it will be. We also made a decision that uh, since the Erlanger work uh, required a man just because of the heavy lifting of all of the elements and getting into the Erlanger area and out of it and so forth, that it needed a man to, to, to help with that on a regular basis and there was no one that could do that. We had no choice but to terminate that work for now. I talked to the gentleman at Erlanger and let him know that. And uh, it's my thought if, uh, if in the future we get to a position where we in fact can identify someone that can carry on that work then we can reinstitute it. But for now, it's, it's, it's no longer a requirement for us. Um, relative to the, the Good News Today program, uh, we had been supporting the Good News Today and continue to support Good News Today. It's a very good work of, of the kingdom. It's a very good program. Jim does a good job with Good News Today. 
uh, we had been uh, giving $1,100 a month to that program. Uh, and just because that's a sizable amount, it was reduced to $800 a month because of our budget constraints. Uh, and we will continue to support that work as long as we have funds to do it. It may be revised in the future. We uh, told uh, the elders at Dunlap, who are in uh, uh, now oversight uh, elders for that program, that Good News Today can occupy the house next door where it has for quite some time uh, until they uh, find a relocated location for it, and I think probably that's what they want to do. I haven't talked with them personally, but I plan on talking with them again. They have agreed to pay the utilities for that property uh, as opposed to White Oak paying the utilities for the property. We don't know how long it will be before Good News Today uh, vacates that property, but when, uh, when they do, it's generally the thought, and this hasn't been brought up as a specific item voted on in the men's meeting, but it's the general consensus of everyone I've talked to, and I don't want to make a pre-committed uh, statement here, but it, uh, more than likely uh, there's an option that we need to consider, and that is just selling that property after Good News Today vacates it. Uh, that would include the garage apartment, et cetera, all of its one piece of property. And uh, I'll be talking to the elders at Dunlap about that, and, and they already know that. Jim asked me back uh, several days ago, uh, he said the, the elders said if we ever uh, decided to get rid of that property, they'd like to have an adequate notice. And uh, I assured him we've already discussed that in the men's meeting, and as long as it's there, we will support it, uh, and they can continue to use it, assuming they will relocate it to the valley, Sequatchie Valley. Okay, that gets down to the uh, process for selecting a preacher uh, for White Oak. Uh, the strategy that was developed uh, was to, uh, as opposed to advertising in uh, Brotherhood papers and publications that we need a preacher, we felt like that would be opening the door to a lot of uh, applicants that we really didn't want to entertain. Uh, it sounded ugly, didn't it? Uh, didn't, didn't mean it to. But the strategy was to, and I can't see your faces with these glasses on, I can't read my notes unless I have them on. So. Uh, the strategy was to contact brothers in the, in the Brotherhood of Christ. We know that are good, sound, solid, dependable, uh, primarily preachers, people that we've known for years, that we know are sound. If they knew of someone that might entertain or want to consider coming to White Oak, that way if we got a reference from those people, more than likely that candidate would be a very good, sound, solid person. And uh, I talked to several preachers. Uh, uh, well, I didn't bring my list of all the preachers I talked to, I don't think. Uh, but... Uh, <coughs> Included in those preachers that I talked to was uh, Brother Charles Cochran, uh, Brother Roger Campbell, uh, Wesley Simons, Brother Paul Stidham, uh, Ken Willis, and uh, 
they in turn talked to people that they knew, uh, uh, that they knew were sound and solid. Uh, one of them specifically, uh, Brother Doug McVeigh at East Ridge as well, I talked to him. Uh, Roger Campbell's son-in-law, uh, I didn't talk to him, but Roger did, uh, Chad Dollahite, if you've heard that name and know him. Uh, and we received a number of uh, names of people that might be interested in the work at White Oak. And I talked to several of those men. And as of now, uh, we had six men lined up to come beginning next May the 1st. Uh, through the month of May, there's five Sundays in May, and then the first Sunday in June, we had men coming. The man that was scheduled to come on May 1, uh, Kirby Hines uh, from Rockwood, Tennessee, uh, a good solid man uh, with a, a family. Uh, his daughter, he had one daughter, uh, 16 years old, who uh, had epileptic problems, uh, seizures, and she had to have a service dog uh, to, to keep, to be with her at all times. And uh, seemed like a really strong family. Uh, anyway, he was scheduled to come May 1. Well, he called me a few days ago and said, Ron, uh, I went out to Oklahoma and tried that out there, and they really liked us, and we liked them, and they made us an offer, so we accepted it. And he said, uh, you know, I told you I'd be there May 1, but, uh, and, and I'll still do that. I'll keep that commitment if you need me. Uh, and I said, well, that's really kind of you, Kirby, but let me see what I can do. He called me back... Uh, Saturday, I guess it was, or maybe it was Monday, and said, Ron, how's it going? Uh, you know, I told you I'd be there and still will if you need me. I said, well, Kirby, I appreciate that, but we have May 1st taken care of. And uh, I am glad to, to tell you that we have a preacher going to preach to us, uh, take care of the, the Sunday morning uh, Sunday school, and the Sunday morning lesson, the first lesson on Sunday, the, the preaching service, that you all know. And that would be our brother Preston Edmondson. And the great news about that is that Preston has allowed me to let you know that he and his mother, Tina, are now placing their membership at White Oak. How good is that? It is very, very good, and we're, we're really pleased with that. So Preston will be a member of the White Oak Congregation beginning tonight, and he'll preach for us Sunday morning. Well, we also have a young man uh, for the uh, Sunday evening service that has volunteered to preach for us some if we needed him. So I called him, or I didn't call him, I went to him and said, hey, Bobby, yeah, I remember what you said, so how about Sunday evening? <laughs> and he said, yes, I will. My brother Bobby Haynes will be preaching for us Sunday evening, this coming Sunday. And I'm really looking forward to this coming Lord's Day for that service. Now, I'm going to just knock your socks off with this one. This is, this is great. Preston and Bobby are wonderful. But Wednesday night, next Wednesday night, we will have a teacher in this auditorium class that you will absolutely love. The reason I know that is you already love him. 
Brother Joe Weir will be I, I talked to him a few days ago and said, Brother Joe, I know you got a lot on your mind, but uh, give, let me give you something else to get on your mind <laughs> and think about. Well, it didn't take Joe long to think about that. Next time I talked to him, he said, I'm working on a lesson. Count me in. So next Wednesday night, we'll hear from Brother Joe Weir, and uh, we're all looking forward to that. We know Joe is, a, is more than a wonderful teacher. Well... Let me, let me cover the Wednesday nights, since we're talking about Wednesday night. Uh, for the next, uh, set, the next four Wednesday nights following Brother Joe's Wednesday night uh, uh, lesson, we will have what just came out of my mouth when I was talking to these guys, a kind of a, a summer series type uh, uh, environment where we'll have preachers come in on Wednesday night and, uh, and give us a lesson on Wednesday night. And those will be Brother uh, Paul Stidham and Brother Ken Willis. They will take turnabout for four weeks. Uh, they've committed to four weeks in a row. And uh, like I say, when talking to Brother Paul, uh, he said, Ron, uh, what, uh, what is the, uh, uh, the topic uh, for the summer series? And I thought, well... I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> I'm just getting somebody to, to, to teach us on Wednesday night. I said, but I've got one. And uh, so I presented to him a topic, and you're welcome to change that. Let's change it now if we're going to, uh, so that these men can prepare lessons for this topic. And the topic I gave him was the love of the fellowship in the church. So unless we change that, uh, that's what it will be from Brother Stidham and Brother Willis for the next four weeks after next week. So, uh, and I have been given names of, uh, of men who are very capable in preaching and teaching. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll have these men come in through the month of May and the first week of June. I was warned that I talked too much. <laughs> uh, uh, I've been given names of, of men in the Chattanooga area, of members of this congregation that know these men, say they, they can really preach or they, they're good teachers. So we have options uh, going forward after the first week of June with men who can preach for us, including our own, uh, uh, and Wednesday evenings as well. So and that, uh, some of these names I'm pretty really interested in. But uh, let me go down the list. Uh, I was going to preach a sermon after I got through with this, too. Uh, and I, I'll still do that. Uh, May the 8th, Brother Roger Leonard will be here. And uh, there's not much introduction necessary for Brother Roger because we all know him. He is uh, Marion's uh, nephew. His, uh, his parents went to, uh, attended at uh, East, uh, or... East Ridge, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, his mother's still there, and she's uh, she's getting elderly. And Roger uh, is uh, Roger hasn't made a decision if he wants to leave Southern Georgia, but uh, it's it's a big big decision for him. But he's going to come May the eighth anyway. And uh, he made the statement. He said, "You know, a lot of preachers won't preach about mothers on Mother's Day, but I will." <laughs> That's very good. 
uh, we like mothers. Uh, and, and Roger has a resume that's just just outstanding. Uh, I didn't realize all of this about him. He has three children. His youngest uh, is a young man who is a junior in high school, and relocating that young man is really on Roger's. Uh, he, he's just worried about doing that. He hadn't made a call yet. Um, served full-time mission staff, Forest Park Church of Christ, Latin American Missions, uh, evangelist Adel Church of Christ from 2011, serves on the, uh, as the president of the board of directors of the Georgia Bible Camp, directed the Bible Camp for five years, established jail ministry in Marshall, worked in the jail ministry for Forest Park, written several Bible lessons uh, while in Chapel Hill, have written non-published tracks, have done both live and recorded radio work, worked with Lads to Leaders, served as the editor of the Latin American Missions newsletter, served for 10 years as the deacon in Forest Park. Um, and he's held over 55 foreign campaigns. Um, and Roger, just, just a wonderful individual. Uh, I was going to read his... Uh, education and I didn't know it but until I read this but uh, he has a BA in speech BA in speech communications with emphasis on preaching uh, is a minor in the Bible David Lipscomb University 1988 that was back when David Lipscomb was a sound uh, university he attended Nashville uh, Bible School 1991 through 92 and uh, some others Okay, Roger will be here May the 8th. May the 15th, the following Sunday, Andy Irwin, who is currently preaching in Killen, Alabama, which is close to uh, Florence, Alabama, uh, congregation of about 140, I think he said it was. Uh, Andy seemed like a really good man. He has four children, age 16, 15, 12, and 7. Um, he's a minister at the Pleasant Valley Church of Christ in Killen. And uh, they've averaged 90 responses per year at Pleasant Valley. Uh, and, and on and on. Um, been, been instrumental in uh, creating new churches. He has a doctorate of studies at Amridge University in Montgomery, doctoral studies at Tennessee Bible College, Master of Divinity from Amridge University, Bachelor's of Arts in, in uh, Biblical Studies at Amridge. Middle Tennessee School of Preaching, uh, Tennessee, Nashville School of Preaching. And uh, anyway, uh, a very solid uh, background. And I've talked to each of these men, and they, they all seem really good. May the 22nd, uh, Chris Coyle will be with us. Uh, Chris is currently at uh, the uh, Somerville congregation in Somerville, which is... Uh, uh, Ann probably knows where this is, uh, outside Memphis. I've uh, been there for some time, and he, he just feels like it's time to make a change. And Chris, uh, Chris was referred to me by Wesley Simons. Uh, but, oh, wow, he seems like really a fine, fine guy, too. Married since 1987, uh, has uh, a young uh, man age 16 and a young daughter named or age 12. Emma, Claire, and Christopher. Um, 
his education, uh, Freed Hardman University, Faulkner University, he's an adjunct professor at uh, Faulkner, uh, Associate of Arts degree, uh, Oklahoma Christian University, Bachelor of Arts degree in National Bible College, Bachelor of Arts History, University of North Alabama, Master, and he's had like a 4-0 in all of these places. Master of Arts History, Western Kentucky, Master of Christian Studies, 4-0, Campbellville, Kentucky, Master of Ministry, Freed Hardman University, 4-0, and on and on. Uh, really a good man. I talked, like I said, I talked to all of them, and he really seemed like a good guy, too. May the 29th, Rick Kenyon will be here. Rick is currently in uh, uh, Thomasville, Georgia, which is actually fairly close to Adel. I hadn't told Roger that uh, Rick is going to be here but I will. Uh, anyway, Rick is a younger man. Uh, he's got over 10 years experience in preaching and he came highly recommended as well. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, Brother uh, Wayne, Wayne Dunson has heard Rick preach and really likes Rick. Uh, and someone else also recommended Rick. But he's a young man with uh, with uh, two children, uh, uh, he's been married seven years, and uh, he has a 16-year-old that's adopted uh, and a three-year-old. Uh, uh, they're both boys, both boys. And there's pictures here. I'll, uh, what I need to do is make copies of these so that you can uh, have a copy of them. But anyway, he. Uh, he also has a, a, a very heavy background in education. Graduate classes at Florida, uh, FHU, FHU Bachelor of Arts in Bible, minor in Greek, Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy, graduate of the Florida School of Preaching, and that's evidently a very reputable location or reputable school. And his experience relative to camps and missions and youth events and lecturing is, is pretty lengthy. He's been a preacher for 10 years. I, I, I don't see how old he is, but he's a fairly young man. <clears throat> and June the 5th, a brother named Stephen Higley will be here. He's currently in Quitman, Mississippi. Uh, he was referred to us by, uh, first of all, Roger Campbell's son-in-law, Chad Dolahite, referred us to Stephen. He went to school with Stephen and really liked him uh, and has kept track of him. In addition to that, I was talking to uh, Brother Larry Acuff, talked to him quite a bit about all of this, and he said, oh yeah, there's a young man that may be interested, a guy named Stephen Higley. And he started telling me about him, and I said, Larry, already got him coming, buddy. Uh, he said, he, uh, in fact, he worked with Larry down at the Lithia Springs congregation for quite a while. And uh, Larry is just really high on Stephen Higley. And I won't go through all his resume, but uh, he, he's a young man also. Doesn't have a family. Uh, uh, they would like to have a family, I know, but they, they currently do not have a family. Anyway, he'll be here the first week of June. After we hear all these men, I thought, well, six to begin with, and now five. These five have various ages, various families, uh, mature men uh, and younger men, etc., various families. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking that we'll probably make a decision that one of them would be appropriate for White Oak. 
If not, then we can do we can go through this again. Uh, now, just how we make that decision, uh, I haven't finally I haven't made a recommendation to the men yet. But I'm, what I'm thinking, we need your opinion. Your opinion counts. It's more important than mine. So, you know, I issued that questionnaire to begin with about what you would see you'd like to have in a preacher. Well, another one will be issued, but it probably won't be essay form. It'll probably check the block. I want this man, this man, or this man. Uh, and we want your opinion. So you will have a say-so as opposed to just the men making a, a decision. Okay. That's, that's what's planned. Now, I had a, I had a whole sermon prepared uh, about the local congregation. Uh, I know we don't have elders, uh, but uh, I can assure you we are well organized, decently and in order. Uh, and uh, it's a pleasure to me to work with the men of this congregation because of the attitude that you have. When, when God established his plan for people to, uh, he would select and identify the ones who obey his will to be with him eternally, his plan included the church or the kingdom. You are extremely special because you are a member of the church. You are a member of the kingdom. You're a member of God's family. And the way he decided to do that was to have local congregations of members of the family to become a local family and a local congregation. And part of the requirements he has of us is to love one another. And uh, I don't, uh, you know, there are many congregations around, many good congregations, and I don't mean that we're any different than others in a lot of respects. But we're us. We're us. We're not somebody else. We're not somewhere else. And just because we don't have 500 people attending every Sunday morning doesn't mean that we're not as good or better than a lot of these congregations. And I don't mean better in a negative way. Um, God says love one another. And how in the world can you love one another unless you get to know one another? Get to know one another. Just look, at, look around. Look at the people sitting beside you. They love you. Extremely, extremely. And, you know, you can go somewhere else. You can go somewhere that has elders. And, and that'd be okay if that's what you want to do. But uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know anywhere that you could go that would be uh, more home to you and more family to you than where you are right now. And uh, I had a long lesson about that, but that's the short version. Let me read to you a few verses, and then, uh, then we'll be dismissed. Um, John thirteen thirty four says, A new commandment I give you, and this is the Christ talking, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. John fifteen twelve, again the Christ talking, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. John fifteen seventeen. I have these things I command you that you love one another. You know, that's easy to do. That's easy to do. Romans thirteen eight. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. First Timothy four nine. But as touching brotherly love, brotherly love in the family of the kingdom of the local congregation, as Touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. 
1 Peter 1, 22, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love to the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. 1 John 3, 11, For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that ye should love one another. 1 John 3, 23, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. 1 John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. 1 John 4, 11, Beloved, if God so loved, we also ought to love one another. 1 John 4, 12, No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. And the last one, 2 John 1, 5, And now I beseech you, lady, talking to the congregational people, the people of the kingdom. He's calling them lady, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And I'm convinced that you love me, and I love you, and we love one another, and I don't know anywhere that love could be better than what we have here. Any questions <laughs> uh, about any? Martin is going to record every service, the, the Sunday school and the first service. Okay, the, the process when the preacher comes, I've told every one of them, we want to get to know you in one day. So come the night before, be prepared to teach Sunday school, preach the morning service, be here at no later than 5 o'clock that afternoon to get to, to inter, interact with the congregation and then preach the evening service. So that's the, that's the plan for every preacher that comes. And Martin will record all of those. Okay. And we'll we'll publicize that in the bulletin. So. And I was going to give Kathy a summary of the resume of each of these men as well to go in the bulletin. Any other questions? Thank you so much for tolerating me. I was warned that I talk too much, so please forgive me. And our brother Preston Edmondson will dismiss us in prayer. Let us pray. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, as we come to the eventide of this day, we're thankful that we've been able to enjoy the blessings that's been given to us from the time we woke this morning after a good night's rest till this evening. If we've met together as thy brethren, Heavenly Father and sisters in Christ, fellowshipping together to worship together, to study together, and to be a family of, of thy precious children as meet here at White Oak. Heavenly Father, we ask thee to be with us as a congregation. Help us, Heavenly Father, as we listen to each one that comes before us intently at what they have to say. And, Heavenly Father, that we will make the right decision, open a new door, and sail a new day into the future of this congregation. Heavenly Father, we ask you to be, continue to be with each of us. Keep us in all things and guard us in all that we do. Keep us always to the end of all times. We ask you through thy Son's most precious and humble name. Amen. <laughs>